0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24 7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, joined today by David Lake. Uh, David, some news on the recruiting front for the Hurricanes. Miami picks up a commitment on Wednesday morning from um, three star defensive tackle Alan Hay out of Hollywood Shamanahan Madonna Prep. Um, before we got on, this, this call or the Zoom we were talking about, it actually feels like a normal week for once. So we got the NFL draft coming up, some recruiting news. So uh, how you doing?
1: Yeah, from our perspective, you know, it's nice to stay busy, uh, just throw yourself into work. I do think in general, the sentiment with the um, pandemic is becoming more and more positive in terms of sports potentially coming back at some point. We'll see what that means for college level sports because I think that is different than professional sports in a lot of ways. But, you know, like you said, it's nice to have the distraction of the NFL draft coming back, coming up here soon, and Miami landed a commitment, so that's that's always exciting and fun to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think I saw somewhere right before we got on the podcast, uh, NHL is targeting a mid-July return or something like that. They're going to do games in in rural sites. Uh, what's funny, the guy who I was interviewed or were, the originator of the story is a guy that goes to my gym, the president of the Florida Panthers. I was like,
1: hey, I know that name. So. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do think these professional, I will say this with the college sports and professional sports angle with this pandemic. I do think we're going to see MLB, NHL, NBA come back Ju- July, August-ish and i think they will provide somewhat of a blueprint or lay the groundwork into the specifics of how you make this happen in this current climate you know translating that to college athletics is different because these guys aren't paid uh you know there's school is school gonna be open period so there is going to be some logistical differences between professional sports and college sports, but I do think in terms of just how you do it, how do you play games in this current atmosphere, we're going to see that toyed with and played around with, you know, in various leagues starting in July or August. And hopefully that breeds some optimism that college athletics can, can get it done too.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be uh, interesting to see how this goes. I think there's a good chance um, summer camps in in the June and July months are probably going to get Nick's Nick next. Yeah. I think uh, Notre Dame's already canceled him. I, I think Penn State is another school that's done it as well. Um, yeah. So, so I would be I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, have no Paradise Camp 2020 this year, but no one else will be holding camp. So uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break uh advertisement break coming back on the other side we're going to talk about alan hay and also get into some nfl draft talk hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals
1: on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
0: All right, guys, we are back from that quick uh, sponsors ad. Uh, David, Miami, like I mentioned Landed commitment number 11 in the class of 2021, early, I guess it was really late Tuesday night, but it didn't get announced till early Wednesday morning. I'd actually written about uh, Mr. Hay a couple weeks ago as a guy that I think I I was getting close to putting in a crystal ball pick for it for Miami. Um, I'm sure you kind of woke up to this news. What, What did you just think? What was your initial reaction? Uh, for Miami landing a commitment from from the three star lineman
1: yeah so i'm I'm always gonna be all for betting on South Florida, so I like that he's a local guy. Um, you know, I knew a little bit about him just from what you write and writing about him in the past, being a a guy they were targeting and watching him. I liked his film uh, from from what you had written in the past. I haven't seen him yet in person, but just from his film. You know, he seems like a guy that's active, has that motor that these, the the Manny Diaz era looks for in his D tackles, the ability to run a little bit and change direction at defensive tackle, which is important in this aggressive 4-3 style of defense. So I think it's a great take. Um, You know, that's kind of a position of need in this class, right? Andrew, they need to try and get some some d tackle numbers in this class.
0: Yeah, I, two things with with the, this this take. I mean, Allen isn't the highest ranked uh, defense alignment on the board. I mean, he's a, he's a mid-level three-star kid, but based on what I saw out of him at the Under Armour Camp Series stop in South Florida last month, I think he's a guy who's a chance to shoot up in the rankings. I mean, He's about six foot, 300 pounds, um, and if you watch video of him, he moves very well uh, for a guy of that size, and you touched on it. Look, Miami's going to need to take some interior defensive linemen this cycle. They, they didn't really take a true defensive tackle in the class of 2020. That was by design and choice just because Miami liked what they had on campus, so they're going to have to load up on the interior of the line this year. Um, and Savion Collins, a kid they have committed right now, I think there's a good chance he ends up uh, flipping to Florida eventually. So um, if you remove Collins, add Hay, now you're, you're back to one, and I think you probably got to get two more. And I think if, if Hay is, is uh, your, your number two or number three defensive tackle, that's absolutely fine. I mean, um, he's only been playing football since he was in 10th grade, uh, started for a 3A program, or a 3A three a state title winning program in Chaminade-Madonna Prep. And that's a school that Miami's defensive staff kind of like really likes. Um, you know, two cycles ago, they signed three kids out of there to Corey Couch, the cornerback, uh, Keontra Smith, the safety, and then Cam Williams, the defensive end. I think two of those guys are absolutely going to play in 2020 for Miami and Couch and Keontra Smith. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to roll the dice and gamble on um, – not, not a bit of a project, but a guy that's going to need some time to develop and work in your strength program that I'm all for taking a give a kid like Alan Hay who is at Shamanada Madonna. So I get it, I like it. Um, not really surprised by it just because I, I kind of heard some whispers that Miami w- was thinking about making this move and I think it gives Miami some momentum right now. like it's it's been pretty pretty dead um, and, and and now you kind of get the ball rolling with number 11.
1: Tell me this. Who would you compare him similar to maybe that, you know, a guy maybe that's been on Miami's roster recently or is on the roster now?
0: So the two comparisons I have for him, um, and one of these I wrote in in my scouting report I put up on the site inside the U.com, Miami.247sports.com is if if you're going to compare him to a guy in the current roster, I think Jalar Hawley is the one that kind of jumps out. You know, Jalar, um, he's listed at six, two, but I think it's a pretty generous listing. He's much closer to six foot. Also a guy that's around 300 pounds. Um, I think Jalar's a little bit more, uh, quicker in terms of lateral movement, but him and Alan Hay both have a quick first step. They both got a c- compact build. Um, so I, I think you view him as a pass rushing type of, of defensive tackle. So I would compare it to him. And then the other one, um, for people that watch college football, Tyler Davis, who starts at, at defensive tackle for Clemson, or he played as a true freshman. He was a kid out of the Orlando area. Miami was at, and actually recruiting him at, at one point uh, before he picked the Tigers. Top 24-7 kid, all, Under Armour All-American. I think he, him and Allen have very similar builds. And I know you texted me pointing out that Tyler's a, a little bit more explosive. And if you do look at the testing numbers, that is, that is true. But I think um, if you're just trying to, Put your wrap your mind about what type of player this is I think that's a that's another good comparison
1: you were you were texting me about some of his uh, physical traits some of Alan Hayes physical traits tell tell our listeners just he does have one freaky trait
0: yeah uh, this is the one that's got you all fired up from what from what we've heard his uh, what wing wingspan is close to 80 inches like a 79 inch wingspan so he's got really long arms for a kid who's probably six foot and I went and I looked at the NFL combine numbers and I'm going to have to scroll through this. Um, Yeah and
1: I'll just say you know why is that important because you know the the cliche is uh, long levers or strong levers right so having those long arms on the line of scrimmage is very important for uh, getting off blocks also, shedding block, you know, shedding blocks, and then wrapping up, having those long arms to lasso in tackles is is a huge asset to have on the defensive line.
0: Yeah, Novell Galmore, who I think is going to be a, a, a day two pick in this draft, he's a interior defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. He came in at 6'2", 307 pounds, and he had a seventy seven inch wingspan. So uh, he's two inches taller than Alan Hay uh, and has shorter arms. And I think what you said, it, it's a plus seven for, yeah. um, which is kind NBA of freaky. Stuff.
1: Like that's, yeah. that's the wingspan NBA teams look for when they draft players. So, you know, wingspan in all sports, honestly, is becoming more and more important. And I'll say this about Alan Hay too. I think he's a guy that you kind of get excited about his potential and his upside because he kind of, he still has a baby face. Like he looks like a guy that isn't tapped out. And I think that matters, you know, landing those kind of guys, getting them in your program, developing them for two or three years. And then, you know, two or three years down the road, the hope would be you got a solid starter or rotational player. And if, as you alluded to, if he's the third best D tackle or second best D tackle in the class and they stack, you know, a guy who they feel confident can be, you know, somewhat of a star type defensive tackle um, with him, then you're really doing a good job recruiting that position and stacking the type of talent you need class after class.
0: Two more things I want to bring up. Um, I think he checks the box for Miami in terms of this is a guy who wants to be at Miami. Uh, we, we know how Manny Diaz keeps bringing that up. He wants guys that want to be part of this program and part of the culture. I think Allen is definitely that. The second thing is now Miami has 11 commits uh, this cycle. All 11 of them are yeah. from Broward in, in Dade, Miami-Dade County. And, and what's even more crazy is they have three kids committed from uh, Shamadan Madonna now. So you have Alan Hay, Bad Franklin the running back, and Andre Borigales, the kicker. So Shamadan was a 3A state champ. So you got three kids from there, and then you have three kids from Miami Northwestern, which is the school that won the 5A title. You got tight end Khalil Brantley, uh, cornerback Tim Burns, and uh, linebacker/slash edge rusher Jacory Hammett. So uh, a lot of people want to knock. Miami for the guys they targeted and who they should be going after and they need to be doing this they need to be doing that Uh, I just think it's interesting to see that Miami is getting some of these players off quote unquote the best teams in the state of Florida and I forgot you got uh, Lawrence Seymour at Miami Central he's on a a 6A team so uh, they're getting guys from winning programs and I do think to some degree that counts
1: I think it matters because it matters for your culture you know, guys who expect to win and don't tolerate losing. I think, to some extent, that does matter. Now, you know, the first thing they got to have is the talent, of course, but I think having that winning mentality does matter. You, you touched on, you know, the theme of local recruiting, and it is crazy that all of their commits are from Dade and Broward. You know, it just highlights the fact that this this recruiting cycle. Is extremely talented locally. I want to talk about, you know, from from the thirty thousand foot view perspective, recruiting this cycle in this, you know, pandemic. I want to touch on some news that happened on Tuesday with the number one player in the country, who's from California, Corey Foreman. Uh, he's what a defensive end, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a freak.
1: He decommitted from Clemson. So he's from California, decommitted from Clemson. Number one, it's noteworthy because Clemson simply doesn't lose guys. Um, Number two, I want to bring it up because this touches on a theme that we've brought up in the past, and I think it's going to become more and more true where I think this cycle – we're gonna see a lot more guys want to stay close to home because of what's going on right now globally with, with the coronavirus and all that. Um, you know, it, it, there's still a long way to go with play, playing this recruiting cycle out. But I do think there is an opportunity for Miami to keep a lot of these big time guys home this cycle. Do you agree?
0: No, and I do. And uh, you mentioned Corey Foreman. You kind of broke up there. Hopefully, that didn't, that it messed up on the audio. I think it's it's my 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 end, my bandwidth. But uh, USC is the the school that's trending on the crystal ball. So a lot of people think that he's just going to stay in Los Angeles. And um, so so you're right. I I think the 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 idea of kids wanting to stay back home um, is going to become more appealing and. Uh, Bud Elliott, who works at 24-7 Sports, you know, he he pointed this out to me last week, and I thought it was kind of notable um, that since the whole coronavirus thing ha- happened and we went into this nationwide shutdown, not one four-star recruit in the class of 2021 from the state of Florida had made a commitment outside of the IMG kids, and we, we could put those in a different group. I mean, they're all transplants. They're at boarding school uh, most of those kids go back home to their home states anyway. So I thought that was pretty notable. Like, um, you know, these kids haven't in, – in, in South Florida, in the state, haven't realized what our reality is. They haven't – I don't think it's set in that, hey, the spring evaluation period isn't happening. Uh, summer camps probably aren't happening. So maybe it's time to lock in spots. Uh, and last night we saw Alan Hay commit, or I should say on on, uh, on Tuesday night to, to Miami, and his teammate Braylon Brown, a wide receiver – Uh, four-star kid by some services we have him as a three-star he committed to Ole Miss so I want to know if this starts get the starts getting the ball rolling uh, and more kids realize hey maybe I should make my commitment now just because my spot might not be there like I'm not going to have a good chance a chance to go camp in Tuscaloosa and get the green light from Nick Saban like it's all going to come down to film so
1: yeah I think it goes both ways to be honest like from the prospects perspective You know, does this situation that's going on right now make them think twice about, do I really want to be very far away from my family? And then from the school perspective, you know, a lot of these SEC schools honestly don't really start getting eyes on guys and really evaluating them hardcore until the May evaluation period. Unless they're they're like big, big, big time well-known guys from the previous year. And even in that case, a lot can change in twelve months with these guys, as we know.
0: Um, right. It's funny. It's funny you bring that up. You know, I was texting a Power Five uh, coordinator, and we were we were discussing a few kids, and he kept going. Well, I don't know how big that kid is. I don't know how big that kid is. And yeah, you know, look, everyone is looking at the same huddle film right now, and I think as more and more we get away um, from those open contact periods, the more and more valuable it will have been. Having gotten a kid on campus as an underclassman, uh, even for a junior day, I mean, if you got a kid on yeah. and you got to height weight him and at least look at him and shake his hand, that is going to be a monster advantage. Because I know there's at least one kid out there who like wanted to commit to Miami, and Miami's like, well, we haven't seen this kid, like yeah. we don't know what he looks like. So um, I think there's there's going to be some schools taking some kids and they're and they're flying blind, and it's you know. <laughs> I think we're gonna to get to a point where it's like, man, can we really bank on these college evaluations? Like our, you know, we end all be all is college, but it's like, man, dude, they're they're watching the same same stuff as us and looking at the same track times as everyone else.
1: And I think too, there you're alluding to this, but I think too, there's going to get a point there's going to be a point where colleges get Ants in their pants and they just want to start taking commitments and they kind of maybe reach they take guys just to take guys where in a normal cycle, they could be more patient or But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think all of this that we're talking about is an advantage for a program like Miami that is situated in South Florida and you mentioned being able to get guys on campus at, at your camps and junior days I mean Miami does an excellent job of getting underclassmen at their summer camps, whether it's paradise camp or other various the, camps they have. Yeah. The,
0: the seven on seven tournaments. I mean, that almost forces yeah. kids to come out. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so, you know, they, they have more information than a lot of their competition and that's huge right now. Um, And so as as weird as it is to say, the longer this thing lasts, it's kind of beneficial for Miami in the realm of recruiting.
0: And you know, there's some people on our message board that are wondering it's why Miami hasn't done uh, these virtual tours. And it's like, well, guys, Miami doesn't need to have a recruiting person walk around and FaceTime what the IPF looks like and what the campus looks like, because guess what? All these kids have already been on campus. They know what it looks like. I mean, aside from a few out-of-state targets like the quarterback, Garrett Nussmeyer, Aaron McLaughlin, like they don't need – they're not in Minnesota. Um, So I I, I just think that's another, another, another advantage.
1: Like the programs doing that. Like I know Florida state is really doing that. They almost have to do that because they have a new staff. So Mike Norvell has to put himself out there in some way with all these recruits that they're targeting. He has to get FaceTime and, you know, be the face of the FSU program in some way. And, you know, he is an example that program is an example of They're in a really, really tough recruiting spot right now, in my opinion, like this May evaluation period was going to be huge for them to come down to South Florida and meet all these prospects and introduce themselves as the new FSU staff because number one, none of those guys recruit South Florida really like no one really knows who they are. So they were going to need to introduce themselves. And number two, like you know, it's just a, it's a situation where they don't really have much buzz in South Florida, and so it was yeah. going to be a chance to try and get the ball rolling.
0: All right, let's kind of transition to NFL Draft Talk. Um, I don't know when our listeners are going to be listening to this podcast episode. We're taping Wednesday. Um, I would assume if you listen to this prior to 8 p.m. on <laughs> Friday you'll be fine. I know Miami Hurricane's yeah. going to go in, in in the first round. Um, what have you kind of seen in the mock drafts? Who, who are you expecting the first hurricane to hear uh, his name called?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, personally, I'm not expecting any of the guys to be selected until day three. Um, if I was to bet which guy is going to get picked first, I would probably bet John Garvin. Uh, I think it's a discussion between John Garvin. Maybe, like, if John Garvin slips, I think maybe DJ Dallas is in play to get, a, get picked ahead of John Garvin. But ultimately, I think it's like John Garvin is a 4th roundish type player. If, if he slides to, like, the fifth round, then we'll see. I mean, maybe a team takes DJ Dallas that high, Uh, maybe a team gambles on jeff thomas i personally would not but i think we're looking at john garvin do you agree with that
0: yeah i do and i I would echo your uh stance on probably dj dallas is the guy that could overtake him i mean i know some mock drafts out there have Shaq quarterman uh going over him uh let's circle back to that take on on jeff thomas because i'm fully on board about that like (laughs) is it because we've covered this kid for the past, what is it? Four, three, four years. Like I just, I mean, I get it. The NFL will give anyone a chance or well, not anyone a chance, but they'll give you a second chance. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, man, would you really take him over KJ Osborne?
1: Well, I think someone will draft him. Will he be drafted as high as his talent warrant? No. And that's because, The maturity thing. And I'm with you that the NFL will give you a second chance, but the NFL at the same time does not tolerate immaturity. And, you know, going back to high school, what we saw at Miami. Jeff Thomas has shown us he's just kind of an immature guy. And, you know, that can change in the NFL. Hopefully for him, it does. And if it does, he can have a fairly long career. Um, But to me. I'm with you with the road you were going down. If I was a GM, I would pick more of the guy I can count on. And that would be a K.J. Osborne type. He's not as talented as Jeff, but at this point with the work K.J. Osborne has put in, he's kind of closed that gap, to be honest, in terms of talent, um, whatever talent is. And, I mean, his 40 time wasn't that much slower than Jeff Thomas's. His college production last year was better than Jeff Thomas. And he's just a sharper dude that you can trust. And so, I mean, look, both these guys are probably going to be sixth, seventh round types. But if it were me picking between, if they were both looking at me and I had to pick between one of them, I would rock with KJ.
0: I agree. I mean, KJ to me is like a guy I could see hanging around the league for like yeah. five years. Like he tested, I think it was in the in the top ten percentile in terms of wide receivers at the combine. He was like yeah. a four four kid. He's got the, the 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 weight room records at uh, Miami for wide receivers. I think in the bench press and the squat. To me, it's just like, i it's a no-brainer. And I, I always circle back into my head when that the 89, what was it, 89 Blocks? Or what was the documentary that Jeff Thomas was in? eighty-nine I,
1: uh, Something Blocks, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, something like that where he just like disappeared for half the season. Well, that yeah. happened at Miami as well. And let's not forget, uh, when he had already signed with Miami, he was playing seven-on-seven seven as a high school senior, which is, number one, a unheard of <laughs> he played in a tournament down here in South Florida and ended up getting punched in the face.
1: So, well, like I, and he also got suspended for two games this past year, you know, um,
0: well, that, that was part of the disappearing for stretches of the season.
1: Right. So, I mean, you know, there's, I'm not going to deny Jeff Thomas has talent and look, if he lands on a team like the chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I could see it working, but for him, he's got to land in the absolute perfect situation, I think, for him to work out in the NFL.
0: Um, any other guys you want to kind of touch on? Anyone you're pulling for to get drafted? Like, for me, I hope Trajan Bandy gets picked. I mean, yeah. Um, from from what I heard, and I know Susan at the Miami Herald wrote, wrote a great story about it, like, he wanted to come back to Miami for his extra season. He just – he couldn't, um, given – what he needs to provide for his family. So
1: this might um, be, um, this might be a tough question <laughs> because the answers might not be uh, positive, but okay. I'll, I just want to know, like if you were an NFL GM, would you draft Shaq Quarterman?
0: Oh, I mean, it, it, no, like, yeah, and I'm going to get so much.
1: I wouldn't either to be this. honest. I mean, I, like, I get it. The leadership is really good. And he's, he's definitely got the mentality, all that stuff. But in the NFL too, like the number one thing you got to have is the ability and the athleticism. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to get it done in today's NFL.
0: Yeah. It's a passing league. It is a passing league. And um, how many downs can you leave Shaq Quarterman on the field?
1: I do think he will get picked. I'm not predicting he won't get picked. It's just, again, this goes back to your point about Jeff Thomas. Maybe it's because we covered him for four years and all that stuff. But I personally would probably not draft Shaq Quarterman (laughs) in this draft. I'll tell you, I'm going to pull two for DJ Dallas. I think he's a good dude. I think his best football is in front of him too. And, uh, you know, I think he can, you know, you talk about it being a passing league. I think he can stick because of his route running ability and, and catching ability as well.
0: Well, Daniel Jeremiah, the, uh, analyst for NFL network, he brought up multiple times about how great of a pass blocking back DJ Dallas <laughs> right. is. And I just always go back to my head when I'm on the sidelines, you know, shooting photos and Eric Hickson is just laying into DJ Dallas for miss blocks. So, um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I I don't know.
1: Well, uh, it could be like, maybe Hickson was searching for perfection. I do think DJ is a willing blocker, which matters, you know?
0: Uh, I, I, I want to bring up some other, some other things just because I, I had to do this research for, um, I, I have to do some, some stuff for the national side of, of two, four, seven with the draft. And, yeah. um, I, I was texting you about some of this, just, if you look at the sunshine States draft class as a whole. So all the kids that came from high schools in the state of Florida, um, that weren't, so we're tossing out the IMG kids. I already mentioned that, you know, they're, right. they they're boarding schools. It's looking like it's going to be a pretty down year, um, for the state you know cj henderson and jerry judy are both first round locks yeah. but after that i mean there's a lack of star power and yeah. i think the one most glaring number i, I came across or has a potential to play out is the fact that the sunshine state might only have one offensive lineman drafted yeah. and that's a kid out of georgia who was a low three-star recruit and and he could go anywhere from the the fourth to the seventh round, right. um, and everyone wonders why Miami, Florida State, and 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 Florida struggles with offensive line play. It's like, well, you know, the the state is just not producing a, a, enough linemen, and I'm sure at, at some point there's some coaching that like that gets worked in there. But I thought that was real interesting that there's only going to be one guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that those facts kind of play into the reason why Miami needed to go to a spread system because the, the bodies just aren't there to run a pro style offense that leans on an offensive line. Um, I will say it is interesting. It'll be interesting, I think, to look three or four years from now, because I think this recent class is kind of a a bumper crop of offensive linemen in the state. Would you agree with that assessment? No, no, I do.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Um, You know, you remember Isaiah Walker, we talked about Jonathan Dennis. Like I do, I was thinking that in my head as well. Um,
1: Jalen Rivers, I mean, Miami got Jalen, you know, I think he's, I mean, and then Florida landed a bunch of dudes that I think will have a chance at NFL careers.
0: Well, that, that also kind of shifts gears into what the final thing I wanted to get into, uh, this time next year, are, are, are we expecting Miami to have a first round pick? Like, are, are you all aboard on the Greg Russo thing or what?
1: I'm all aboard on Greg Russo. I think Brevin has a chance too if he stays healthy. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think, I think Greg Russo is a top 10 pick lock, which is crazy. Um, you know he's he could be a top five lock. It's we'll, we'll see because you know the day after the draft ends, everyone does their early 2021 NFL draft mock drafts, right? And I would guarantee Russo will be in the top ten.
0: Who else is has draft potential for next year? Like what other what other guys could you see? Um, well, jumping? I think
1: Rochet. I think Roche, Quincy Roche, the Temple transfer. You know i he's smaller but i think he'll be picked somewhere i think jalen phillips has a chance to put if he puts it all together and and plays like we think he can he could be a first round pick the talent is first round quality will the production match that we'll see um i think bubba bolden if he comes back healthy he has a chance at being a draft pick somewhere if he wants to leave early I think you could say the same of Gervin Hall, maybe, if he has a good year. DJ Scaife, I think, might. I think he's probably a four-year guy at Miami, but he will get picked in a draft potentially two years from now. Um, at receiver, we'll see. I don't think so. Um, am I missing yeah. Oh, Zach McLeod. I think Zach McLeod has a chance.
0: Well, I was gonna say. I mean, receiver, like uh, Harley's best case is KJ Osborne, and we don't know if KJ Osborne's gonna be right. He's gonna be picked. Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned Scape because that's the one I was really trying to circle back to and, and okay. highlight. Like, do you think he's an NFL type guy or or what? Uh, like he should be, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he, I'll say this, he needs to get better. But I do think the, the potential is there to hit for him to get picked in like the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. But he does need to take that next step at the same point. I'll say this too. And, you know, Miami fans hate him, all that stuff. And I get it. Like he does need to improve his conditioning. I think Navon Donaldson, if he puts it all together. He's got a chance at, at being picked in the NFL too. Now he has, he's got to show up in shape, which he hasn't really done yet. Um, but I still think in terms of just ability, he is still Miami's best offensive lineman.
0: Anything else you want to get into before uh, we wrap this up?
1: Oh, dr King. Is he, is he a pick? <laughs> I would probably say no, but. I think Dude, he, what,
0: what, he, he could have a monster season and then you could right. have a, as much of this like Jalen hurts thing. Like all these draft right. people, Oh, we got to Taysom some Hill type. I mean, who knows?
1: He could get picked as like an athlete. I could see that. But uh, the way I'm viewing him right now is very, 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 very good college quarterback that will produce at a very high level. does it necessarily translate to the NFL. I would probably bet against it. I mean, if it did, he would, he would be Kyler Murray all over again. I don't think he's Kyler Murray, but I think he's still an excellent college quarterback.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, tell, tell us what to look forward to on the site yeah. later over the next few days.
1: So I think for, I don't know the length of it, to be honest, I should know, but I think it's for like maybe five to seven days inside the you.com 24 seven network wide is doing a 50% off, annual VIP subscription deal. So that gets you a subscription for, I think, around 53 bucks or so. Um, somewhere in the 50s. And, you know, if you, if you enjoy the podcast, show us some support, sign up VIP, you know, during this time, we're, we're still churning out plenty of content. We're doing our best. And the thing that I've thought is pretty cool is how our community is is on the message board is really being interactive, having fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that entertainment value of the message board is worth your 53 bucks alone. And on top of that, you get great Miami hurricanes football recruiting coverage, athletics coverage. So, you know, this week, we're going to have plenty of NFL draft content. So check out the website inside the you.com at 24 seven sports
0: for sure. Um, I, I don't know if I have anything cool coming up <laughs> anytime soon, but I, know I Gabby, was going to
1: Gabby talked to a local trainer, right? Um, yeah, the guy who's he's training. He's right now. He's working out with, um, Greg Rousseau, Nesta, a lot of those guys. And so he's gonna, he's going to pump out some content, talking with the trainer where he's sharing his thoughts on those guys
0: gotcha gotcha well we will talk to you guys next time maybe next time it'll be after another commit
1: take care